Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth down. Um, got another special show for you guys tonight. I'm your host, Jose, and with me are Brad and Junie. What's up, guys? Not much. Not much. Hanging. Hanging. Wait. Looking forward to the draft. Ah, uh, yes. Same here, man. It's the, the first taste of anything resembling sports, you know, since um, all leagues were stopped, all sports globally were stopped. And especially now that we're hearing that certain leagues aren't even going to come back. They're going to just wait it out until next season. Um, it definitely brings us at least a little taste of normality. So we wanted to bring you guys our last mock draft before this Thursday night's draft. Um, so we're going to go through all 32 picks and we'll see if you guys agree, disagree, you know, let us know. But we're going to go ahead and start with me. Um, I'm going to be picking as the Cincinnati Bengals. I have the hardest pick of the draft. <laughs> with, uh, so with the first pick in the NFL draft, Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrows, quarterback out of the University of LSU. No surprise. I think that's given. Uh, yeah, number draft. I mean, number two, Washington. I'm picking next, Chase Young. No surprise there. No Tua? Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that's the, the pick for Washington because they haven't had an all-pro since the 90s. And with him coming on board, I think that solidifies not only the defense, but um, it'll help them in terms of getting back to um, the good old days of the Redskins. Absolutely. You know, the more you look at this guy, the more he just gives you that feeling that you're getting like the next like Simeon Rice, the next, you know, the next Reggie White, the next like Michael Strahan, just the next big, the next big thing on defense, you know. And I mean, people can say, well, you can you can trade down and, and stock up. But what if those five, three or four picks that you get don't add up to the one guy that you could have had? You know, and sure. I don't think that wants to live with that regret especially because they've made moves in the past that they've regretted right so i think if you have a sure thing you got to go with it best plan to draft easy pick yeah, easy, absolutely easy pick and uh he's going to be an all pro for the next 10 12 years i mean you can't pass up on him if you're washington All right, guys. I could. So, with the third pick, uh, the Detroit Lions are selecting Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. Yeah, another one to me, pretty easy. Addresses their need. Um, if they take Okuda, I thought they could have traded him. But, yeah, you're going defense or trading down. You go corner. Yeah, I mean – you got a shutdown corner and a division with really good receivers. I mean, in Minnesota, you still have Alan Thielen. You still have Devontae Adams in Green Bay, and you still have Allen Robinson in Chicago. So, you know, those guys need to be um, covered. And, I mean, Detroit has had one of the worst defenses in the NFL right. for quite a while now. And this will definitely help them in rebuilding that, that secondary and that defense. And it gives you, it gives them a captain on defense. You know, it gives them a leader. And 
I don't know if he necessarily fills that role. Um, to me, corner, I think he's really going to mature towards the tail end of the season, corner. Um, I don't expect much from early on. You're definitely going to see it in the second half at corner. Other possible picks for them, um, if Detroit's not able to trade, someone biting on Tua, you could see him go with uh, Derek Brown and, you know, Isaiah Simmons, but realistically it's going to be Okuda. Yeah. That, bring, that brings us to the number four pick. So with the number four pick in the NFL draft, the New York Giants select Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of the University of Clemson. There's a guy here, definitely think is rising. I don't know what your guys' thoughts this on, on him. I think he's more of a safety, to be honest. Um, and I don't know if you pick a safety that high. That's why I'm kind of iffy on him. Like, he, he has a – he's super athletic. You know, he's a playmaker. Um, but they're saying that he's – you know, he's not that great inside the box. So, I mean, I like him and I don't like him. It's like I'm in the middle with him. Like, he he checks a lot of boxes off for me, but I wouldn't take him that high. Yeah, to me, at this position from the New York Giants, I have uh... – I really only have three options at this point. Uh, my first option would be to trade, but if it's not going to be Simmons, you're looking at a tackle, uh, you know, depending on how you value it. Andrew Thomas, Tristan Morris, Jedrick Willis, Guy Becton. I'd go one of those three. Um, I'd, I'd be willing to say that they're probably going to go tackle, but Simmons is also very likely. Yeah. I agree. All right, Brad, that brings us to number five. Yeah, I mean, number five, I am, you know, this is a difficult one because people are saying that uh, Tua is sliding, um, but I think he stays Tua number five to Miami. Uh, I think there's a lot of questions still. I personally like him over all the other quarterbacks, uh, Herbert and Jordan Love. The only scenario is, like I said, if another quarterback, if another team really likes Tua or Justin Herbert straight up with New York or uh, Detroit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, um, can't go wrong with either Herbert or, or Tua. I think Herbert gives you a little more security with that 6'6 frame, 250 pounds. You know, he's a – it's a bigger guy. He can handle – he's like a big Ben. He can handle the hits. But he doesn't have the arm talent that Tua has. So, I mean, Miami's really going to have to really, really think this one through because the last time that they went with the big guy over the over the more talented guy, they passed up on Drew Brees and they took Dante Culpepper in free agency. So, I mean, they really have to analyze this and make sure that they're not making a mistake. Yeah, the other – Thing to take note of is at number four, if New York does decide to trade down, I think the most likely traded situation will be the Chargers. Tua to, to could go as high as number four, in which case, you know, Miami's looking at Justin Herbert at that spot, but I don't see a trade happening. Yeah, Tua's definitely um, – I, I thought going into the college football season, I thought he was the best quarterback. Obviously, with the injuries, um, that all changed, and Joe Burrow winning the national championship. Um, I think he has a lot of upside, but it's his injury past is very scary. 
you know, the NFL is more physical. Everyone is on the same level or, or better. And um, it, it's, a, it's a big gamble from Miami if they're going to take him. So, um, yeah, I don't disagree with that pick, but it's just a big gamble. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to pull the trigger. Right. And Miami having two other first-round picks, you, they really have to consider, you know, drafting linemen to protect uh, Tua. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, going, on, yeah going on to the sixth pick, um, Los Angeles Chargers. A um, lot of needs that they need in terms of – um, this draft, quarterback, offensive line, linebacker. Um, but uh, with the sixth pick, the Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert, University of Oregon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, that's the next quarterback off, off the board. Fits their need. You know, Philip Rivers, got to address it. But, you know, it's like – it's like they're getting rid of – they got rid of Phillip Rivers after 15 years of, you know, like normality, you know, like he, he walked the line, you know, didn't do anything special, didn't like ex- excel in any one area, but he made sure they were consistent. And I feel like they're drafting the next version of Phillip Rivers here and Herbert. But, you know, at the same time, they have to draft the next franchise quarterback, you know, going into a new stadium, have new uniforms – you have to go for it. Right. I, d- I disagree. I think Philip Rivers was very good. I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head extremely with consistency. Good. Yeah, he was extremely good. And I felt like he um, carried the Chargers um, for most of his career, especially when LT left. Um, but I, th- I think uh, Justin Herbert is the next Philip Rivers in the sense that he's going to be super consistent with the ball. Um, he's not flashy. Um, he's big. He's athletic, so I think it's a good pick for the Chargers, especially going into the new stadium. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely have to wait and see how that, how everything turns out for them in that aspect. Right. So that that brings us to pick number seven. Um, I mean, before they were another team, uh, the Carolina Panthers, that were in talks of needing a quarterback, but they picked that up in free agency in the form of Teddy Bridgewater, so that is no longer a need for them. So that means that now they can draft either best player available or they can go for positions of need. So with the seventh pick in the NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, Iowa. I think that um, their offensive line was not very good last season and they traded away one of their starters this offseason and Trey Turner. So they obviously need to rebuild that area. I know that they could also go defense with Derek Brown, but I think with so many good offensive linemen in this draft, you, 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 you need to really look in that area. Yeah, to me, Carolina, you really have to address the offensive line or the Luke Keekley retirement. Um, to me, it's either Brown or Simmons at this point. Um, yeah, I think going line is definitely the smart thing to do. Protect Teddy Bridgewater and protect the guy you're giving all that money to in uh, Christian McCaffrey. Exactly. But you guys can't forget, though, that they did draft Russell. I mean, they, they, they did trade for Russell Okung. So 
in terms of the offensive line, I mean, maybe on the other side of the of the line, maybe the right tackle. But yeah, I think I think Derek Brown is the pick for me if I was picking for the Panthers. I mean, but you know, I mean, I I could see them swinging that way too with the offensive lineman. All right, Brad. That brings us to number eight. Um, number eight. You know, this one was a uh, it's a tough call for me because I thought Arizona could have gone a couple of ways. Um, you know, I thought about a wide receiver here, but they acquired DeAndre Hopkins. Trades are possible, but you're either protecting Kyler Murray, um, or trying to. Uh, with this one, I'm just going Brown. I, I I think, I think at this spot, yeah, Brown to me at this spot would be the next best pick. Now, do you think that that would be a consequence of the Panthers passing on him and Cardinals maybe going with best man up? I, I think it's a combination of that and also a an understanding in that league, you bet, and especially in the NFC West, you better have uh, good defensive line play. And there's so much talent offensively. I think you can find value later on with Arizona. And you're not going to get that sort of value at D-line later on in your draft. I agree. And and you have guys like Austin Jackson or, or Jamil Jones that will be available later in the draft. I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking about six tackles in this draft. Right. That have high values. I, I think. I think if you really want one, trade up in the late first half, first round, and get the guy you want. He would complement um, Chandler Jones very well too. Yeah. So I think that would be a, a good pick for the Cardinals. I agree. Yeah, it would definitely stuff up that D line right there. Hi right, guys, with the ninth pick. Uh, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars' uh, biggest needs: corner, defensive line, offensive line, running back. Uh, but for me, with the ninth pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select C.J. Henderson, uh, University of Florida. I feel like oh. they need, yeah, I feel like they need to replace um, um, th- that cornerback position after after trading. Um, why am I blanking on his name? The dude off. Oh, Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Um, I think C.J. Henderson is probably 1B with with, uh, Jeffrey Okuda in terms of the top corners in the draft, and he fills the need for uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, you can't go wrong with him. Yeah, to me, me for Jacksonville, uh, it's either Kinlaw or Henderson at this point. I could see with Marquise Lee being released yesterday – them having to fill a wide receiver need. So at this point, you know, if they were to take the uh, the first wide receiver off the draft board at, at the, off the board at pick nine, that wouldn't surprise me either. Yep. I also wouldn't be surprised to see them trade down, especially, you know, because they are probably targeting someone like C.J. Henderson, and he's someone that will still be potentially available in the middle of the first round. So say, you know, a team like Denver or Oakland, it's just like head over heels for like Judy or, or Ruggs, and they, you know, they they decide to trade up. I definitely think Jacksonville's gonna 
be more than willing to listen to offers. Yeah, I can I can see that happening for sure. But if they but if they do stay, I definitely think CJ Henderson's a very good selection for them. So that brings us to the number ten pick, the Cleveland Browns. Man, the you know. Last year, we all thought they were going to make a giant leap, and they made you a giant thought, leap. Don't, don't put me in that boat. <laughs> no, but I, they, were, they were the hot pick for, like, um, just a complete turnaround and, like, a postseason run. And, you know, it obviously didn't work out that way. And that's why with the 10th pick, they're not going to make a sexy pick, but it's a very necessary pick. So with the 10th pick in the NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. Man, like, you know, people can say whatever they want about Baker Mayfield, but he got beat up last season. He did. And they need to protect the quarterback. They're, they're big investment. I think that's a great yeah. pick. I mean, for Cleveland, it just depends on how you value the offensive line. Um, at this position, I prefer Makai Becton. Uh, Andrew Thomas isn't that, isn't that bad either. Um, but yeah, they, they do have plenty of problems. So pick a spot and start there. Um, their team rides on Baker. So protect them, make his job easier. That's very true. Yeah, they definitely need that, uh, pass protection and run, uh, run blocking. Um, especially if they want their quarterback to survive, you know, longevity wise. Although, you know, some, something that would make them potentially not need to draft Andrew Thomas as if, you know, they go with what all the rumors swirling around them are saying, and that's them trading for Trent Williams of the Washington Redskins. Yeah, that'd be another good selection. I mean, I think Trent Williams is probably better than all of these t uh, tackles in the draft. If they oh, want to go that route, I mean, I think that would be great for Washington as well. All righty, Brad, that brings us to number 11, your New York football Jets. <laughs> the uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, with Andrew Thomas already gone, you take the next available offensive line. Um, take Mekhi Becton, a junior at Louisville. Um, same problem with Baker Mayfield. Protect your asset. Protect um sam darnold i could see a wide receiver coming off the board but the bigger needs offensive line play uh yeah mckay beckton i like that pick yeah. especially for um sam darnold i think that'll, that'll be his tackle another time so yeah another situation where you got to protect your quarterback your big investment yeah Not and they and they picked up george fenton free agency but um yeah i, I still think they're going to go that route, offensive line. You know, um, I think that would be a great pick for them. But I think they're head over heels for uh, Henry Ruggs. So I I don't know if they'll be able to pass up on him. But I would definitely go with Beckton over over Ruggs. Especially if you, if you just go with, like, projections for, like, the type of receiver Ruggs is. Doesn't always mm -hmm. pan out in the NFL. It doesn't, yeah. For sure. I mean, wide receivers, risky. Super risky at that pick. And um, offensive line is definitely the um, sure thing, especially after quarterback and defensive end. I think offensive line is probably the next valuable position. Absolutely. All right, guys. With the 12th pick, 
the Las Vegas Raiders select C.D. Lamb, Oklahoma State. Or Oklahoma, my bad. <laughs> wide receiver. Best wide receiver in the draft, honestly. Over Judy, over Ruggs. I definitely think he's the top receiver in the in the draft. But he's the one that you hear talked about the least out of those three. You know, you, you keep hearing everybody talk about um, Ruggs and, and, and Judy out of Alabama, but CeeDee Lamb seems to kind of get lost in that shuffle. I don't know. I don't know if you agree with that, Brad. Now, to me, the wide receiver, um, I'm not falling for the top-heavy portion of this. I think it's all going to come down to scheme. Um, I mean, if that's who you want, that's who you want. But there's other picks out there that I like for a wide receiver. Well, that brings us to number 13, your San Francisco 49ers. I honestly think they're probably going to trade down and get like, you know, combination of day two and three picks. Um, but who knows? Maybe they hold on to this one and they trade down for with their second first round pick. But if they do hold on to their draft pick with the number 13 pick in the NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Jerry Judy out of the University of Alabama. That's a good one. I, I, that's one of their biggest weaknesses right now. They have a lot of average guys on that on that team, but especially when you look at the the Super Bowl, they didn't have that average guy. guys on the team. On the, the whole team, at, at wide receiver. At wide oh, receiver. There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> if they would, if they would have had a clear number one, that guy would have caught that pass from from Jimmy G and would have put the game away. And that's why they would be drafting Jerry Judy. You know, at that position, uh, wide receiver is the sexy pick. But um, something tells me that they may be looking at the corner position. Um, I was thinking offensive line but with Joe Staley uh, looks, leaning towards coming back. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if uh, A.J. Terrell out of Clemson was picked up or Fulton was picked up um, if either of them. Uh, we're still available later on in draft. It'd probably be Fulton. You might go there. But, yeah, it's probably going to be a wide receiver. But don't be surprised if A.J. Terrell is taken there. Oh, he would definitely fit mold in San Francisco. I like that pick for um, for San Francisco. Best route runner in the draft. Uh, good hands, fast. I think he he provides a big need for the, for the 49ers, especially on the offensive end. Yeah, my only question with him is, is he willing to run block and do the dirty work? Right. You, you have to in that, in that scheme. All right, so that brings us to pick number 14. Uh, yeah, that, that team in Florida. Yeah, that, that the Pirates, team. The Pirates, <laughs> um, the Yuccaneers. Um, Hey, you know what? They're a great retirement city, and Tom Brady's already playing there, so he can just, you know, buy his next mansion there and settle right into the golfing life. Yeah, um, Josh Jones, Houston senior. Um, protect Tom Brady, 43 years old. I mean, the man is at risk for COVID-19. Um, <laughs> don't let him get sacked. <laughs> Keep the social distance. 
with Tom Brady. Yeah, I agree. He, yeah. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want to see is that dude go down. No, I agree. They need, they need to protect the quarterback. And at this point, you know, especially with how many will probably have been taken up by then, I think Jones would probably be your best bet. Yeah, they're also one of those teams I wouldn't be surprised if they attempted to move up if they really liked, you know, a Thomas or a Becton. They just shoot right up. Yeah, I like that pick for the uh, the Buccaneers. They they have a average offensive line, and I they need to, you know, put protection there for Tom Brady. So definitely a good pick. I agree. So that brings us to number fifteen, Juni. Number fifteen with the fifteenth pick, the Denver Broncos select Henry Ruggs the third out of Alabama. Yeah. I mean, address the name that you lost with, you know, Emmanuel Sanders last year. Um, you got uh, Noah Fant entering year two, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon in the backfield, uh, Drew Locke, quarterback, really young, give him another weapon, make him confident. Um, yeah, I think he's ready for the full-time job. Give him the uh, fastest play, well, the fastest player from Alabama. I think um, I think he's a he's a good safe pick for the Broncos. Um, I think they can also consider Jefferson out of LSU. Um, he's a, he's another good wideout, but it all depends on styles. And and they loved having Emmanuel Sanders there, so I definitely think that they're going to look more in the in the route of Henry Ruggs. Um, I think along with Jordan Love, he's probably the biggest boomer bust um, uh, prospect in the first round just because they they can either turn out like to be the best selection in the draft or they can easily be one of those um, busts like just based on where their projections are and and where their talent levels I, I, I personally don't think he'll bust. When you take a look at what Denver was doing offensively early on before the Emmanuel Sanders trade, I mean, their quarterback was supporting Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. They were pretty good before the trade at wide receiver. Not a lot of people realize that. So I think um, if they get a wide receiver, he could end up being, you know, offensive rookie of the year. Just got to think he's going to get those chances. He's a burner. Yeah. He's going he's to he's either be like Definitely. a Tyreek Hill or he's going to be like a Darius Hayward Bay. I mean, you got two, uh, two different players. So, And it's funny because Darius Hayward Bay is definitely the guy that came to mind just because when he came out of Maryland, you know, that's all they would say about him. Speed, speed, speed. Yeah. He can outrun yeah. anybody. But then when they started asking him to run routes, you know, it wasn't so, so smooth. Yeah. I'm more optimistic on him. Um, playing in the SEC Alabama. They don't put him out there on the field if he's not going to run the routes. Denver isn't going to, uh, you know, take a risk on him, especially when you take a look at how they develop wide receivers in Sutton and Sanders. Um, yeah, he's going to get a lot of single coverage too. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And now that brings us to number 16. With, numbers, with the number 16 pick, the Atlanta Falcons select A.J. Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I think they, they're hoping 
CJ Henderson falls to them. But if he, you know, if he ends up being taken earlier, just like in our scenario, he would be taken by the Jaguars. So I definitely think AJ Terrell would be the next bet, next best prospect at that position. It is a big area of weakness, the secondary in Atlanta. And, you know, you gotta you gotta address your weaknesses in the draft. And I definitely think he's the best option. Yeah, best yeah, best, um, best uh, available player on the board. Good size, good athleticism. They they need that especially in the uh, NFC South with uh, um, Mike Evans and um, Julio Jones. So and Michael yeah. Thomas. So they need big cornerbacks to to help them out on the defensive end or defensive back field. So yeah, I can see that, but um. To me, I think it's pass rush for them. Um, but, you know, if he's still there, I definitely see him making that pick. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be sink and swim real fast for that guy. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, Brad, that brings us to number 17, your second favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. You know what? I love them. Dallas Cowboys, you know, um, probably the greatest organization ever. Um, you know, what more can I say about them? Um, I'm probably going to go with an edge rush, LSU, Clavion, uh, Chiasen. Um, yeah, explosive pass rusher. Uh, hopefully he gets better, extremely raw, so he needs to, ve- to develop. They could have gone corners, but I think all the corners that they really valued are gone at this point. Maybe even center, um, you know, with uh, Travis Frederick's re- retirement. But take the second best edge player in the in the draft. Yeah, it's a you know it's it's not a sexy pick, but it's one that um, fills a need for them, and they've done a good job in past drafts of filling that. Like whether it's linebacker, um, corner, or or defensive line, it has to be corner or line or edge, pass rush for me. But also keep an eye out for them with uh, Jordan Love. I don't see it. There? Uh, you know, you never know, Jerry. Um, if there's anything we know about Jerry, is that he's very unpredictable. So I just, you know, I I know that he'll probably be trying to convince them to possibly go that route. But you never know. I think they end up going, like you said, edge rusher, but it's the Cowboys. They'll probably make it entertaining for everybody. Yeah, new regime, Mike McCarthy. Um, we'll see. The number 18 pick, Juni. All right, guys. Miami's back on the board, and another big need for, for them is uh, offensive line. And with the 18th pick, the Miami Dolphins select Tredrick, Tredrick Wills, University of Alabama. Very good selection, especially because, you know, he would have slid, and he would have slid already in this draft, considering that some projections had him going as high as eight. So definitely feels a big need for them. And they need to protect their quarterback in Tua. So left tackle or right tackle in that case and a quarterback. Yeah, 
Um, that's the route I would go to, but I wouldn't be surprised if they stockpiled another defensive back at this position, just because the line is again so deep in this draft. But yeah, definitely a good pick. Uh, you know, justifies the uh, quarterback pickup. With the 19th pick in the draft, the Las Vegas Raiders of the Lost Ark select Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. Wow. Gruden is not in love with with their car. And I know that they brought Mariota over from Tennessee, but that's not a that that's not the guy that they're looking at for their future QB. I know Gruden wants to draft his own guy. And you know, he has two capable starters on his roster that can help groom um, Jordan Love for the next season or two. So I definitely think that if Jordan Love is still on the board at this point, he will not go past the Raiders. Yeah, I, I personally don't see that happening. Um, yeah, I personally don't see that happening. Um, new quarterback in a new stadium in Las Vegas for John Gruden, we all know isn't the easiest head coach to work with. Um, I mean, if they do it, you know, it's a tough situation for him. Um, extremely, you know, he's very, he requires a lot of his quarterbacks mentally. I don't know if he's going to be there year one. I don't like the pick. Um, but yeah. <coughs> I, like, I like the pick. Um, do I like Jordan Love? I don't. But in terms of John Gruden, I know he likes – he wants his own quarterback and he wants competition. And I feel like with Jordan Love there and Mariotto and Derek Carr, I feel like there, there would be a quarterback competition. So I think going into Vegas, I think they need a sense of new direction. And if they draft a quarterback, I feel like they will feel like they will have a new sense of direction. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. The guys they have on the roster, they're not sure fit, you know, um, franchise leaders. They're stopgap quarterbacks. Um, maybe Derek Carr's a little more than a stopgap quarterback, but it just seems like Gruden finds reasons to not like him, even, even though he's an efficient quarterback. So that, that's, that's why I think he would look at Jordan Love, especially with the arm strength. I definitely think that that would be something that would make John Gruden fall in love with him. Happening. All right, so that that brings us to number twenty, Brad. Um, well, at twenty, you know, I was really leaning quarterback here, um, Justin Herbert, but he already went off of our board, right? Yeah, he's off the board. Yeah, he, so that, that that really complicates things for the. Uh, for the Jaguars, next up, I would have liked wide receiver Justin Jefferson, but he's already gone, correct? No, he's, a, he, he's, he's still there. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I mean, at this point, it's really t to me between LSU, Justin Jefferson, and uh, no one else, actually. Yeah, it's going to be Justin Jefferson, LSU. Uh, I think because of the pick of uh, – uh, the, because no quarterback is being available, I think you're just going to have to go wide receiver at this point. 
That's a very good pick. I think they would have a very good first round if they went with C.J. Henderson and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Jacksonville just, just air it out, just give them the air raid system. I think it's an excellent pick. And they don't need a quarterback. They have Gardner Minshew, who has the best mustache in the NFL. Yeah, and I, if really, if there was a quarterback available, I, I thought they would have gone that route. But since there's none on the board in this draft, they probably like what they saw early on, and they'll, they'll take another season and see what they get. I really like that pick. I think he's going to be a, a really good receiver in the league. 21, Juni. 21, NFC rivals, Philadelphia Eagles. Their beloved Fly Eagles Fly. Fly Eagles Fly. All right, with the 21st pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select, drumroll, Xavier McKinney, safety, Alabama. Good, good pick, especially since they um, they let Malcolm Jenkins go, which is a, you know kind of a head scratcher, but they let him walk and yeah, definitely replaces a need with a with a probably best available on best the board available player moment. yeah best available player on the board right now best safety in the draft, um and they need that back end help, so yeah. What, when you take a look at the games Philadelphia was playing in last year, no one was running on them or just throwing it on them. Their run defense is pretty good. That secondary is atrocious. You could just give up points and yards back that you wouldn't believe. Um, yeah, another area of need would be a wide receiver for them. Um, yeah. yeah, McKinney. So that brings us to pick number 22. With the 22nd pick in the NFL draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Trayvon Diggs, cornerback, Alabama. Oh, I do not see Diggs going to Minnesota. They just got rid of another Diggs. Yeah, I do not see that working <laughs> out. Different position, you know. Life happens. Mm. Life happens, you know, and I, I think that – you know, it wasn't that the organization was bad to Stefan. I think that it was that he hated the quarterback. He loved his teammates. He just hated his quarterback. Um, so I, I don't think that that would affect Trayvon Diggs if he got drafted by Minnesota. They need a corner, and he's the best available. I don't think that's personally going to happen. Um, yeah. I don't see it happening. I see him either. going to wide yeah. receiver. I see him going wide receiver at this point. Well, they, have, they, have, they have two first-round picks. They have 25 as well. So, they do. So that could still come then. They do. I would, Diggs is one of those players that only 31 other teams would be drafting him. Everyone but the Minnesota Vikings. Well, you know they're not going to care. They're going to they're gonna go with oh. Oh, they're going to care. They're, they're absolutely going to care. They didn't. Can you, can you imagine the, the, like the, the virtual video of Trayvon Diggs, especially if Stefan and Trayvon are together, and he gets drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? 
You know, mm. he could stay, he could live at Stefan Diggs' old place in Minnesota. It'd be perfect. Yeah. If that happened, I would be shocked. <laughs> it's the NFL, man. It's, it's not it's not called the not for long league for no reason. Yeah, Minnesota is uh they're too uh, too proud and smart of a franchise to take that sort of gamble. Hey, you know, siblings are not all the same. Do you think do you think the the, the Chargers wouldn't have selected um the, the third the third manning just because Eli said no? <laughs> um they never played for them and they didn't leave on bad terms. This um, was a bad situation. Whole year than play for them. That's worse. <laughs> no, 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 that was more an indictment on, on the owners. It wasn't that, so much. Mm, if you look at that video, when Eli Manning has to go up and put that Chargers hat, he looked like he wanted to cry. Like, we already knew what was going to happen, that he was going to get traded, but yeah, I just don't see the digs thing happening. He still happening. forced their hand. He said, I will not play for the Chargers. It's not like Burroughs where he says, I'll play for the Bengals. Eli Manning made it very clear. He'll sit out if he has to. And you don't think Diggs would do the same thing? No. He's a, this is like the, the – the 22nd pick in the draft. He he, he, he is talented. Well, well but... you know what? If it happens, it happens. I'm, I'm just not willing to put money on it. I can definitely move on from that pick. All right. So that brings us to number 23, Brad. Who is it? New Talk England? Franchise. New England Patriots. Oof. You know. Hey, I'm ready. Um, you know, this one really changed. Um. No Jamie Collins, no Kyle Van Noy, no Roberts. They're all gone. You know, they went to Detroit, Miami, and Miami. Um, all former Pats coaches by chance. Who would have thought? Uh, you know, just stealing personnel. Um, it's going to be linebacker Zach Bond, Wisconsin. Oh, that's the, Versatility, that's smart. He, he's a New England player. This guy. Yeah, this guy is the... Like he checks all the boxes for for Belichick, smart, makes makes the uh, makes the plays versatile, play edge or linebacker. He fills that Teddy Bruschi role. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Number twenty four, Junie. Uh, with the number twenty fourth pick, the New Orleans Saints select Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. Feels a big need for the um, the Saints in terms of the defense. Uh, I think he's the second best linebacker in the draft, personally, um, and I think he uh, he'll play well for them. Yeah, I I honestly like him more than Simmons, um, but he's not as you know he's not as sexy as Simmons. He didn't come from that from that Clemson defense that is you know world renowned in college football. Um, so he doesn't have the namesake that Isaiah Simmons does, but he's gonna he would be a great pick for the Saints. Yep, for sure. And that brings us to number twenty five. Hey, I get the Vikings again. You know again the, pick Stefan Diggs or is there another Diggs brother out there that we're not aware of? Check there isn't another Diggs in this draft. So they have to go with somebody outside of the Diggs family. So with 25th pick in the NFL draft, the Minnesota Vikings select T. Higgins, wide receiver, Clemson. Wow. See? Wow. They still get their wide out. They still get their wide out. 
Um, yeah, they still got their wide out, but I thought I would have gone on Jeff Glandy, um, cornerback out of TCU at this spot and just taken a better wide receiver ahead. Um, yeah. T. Higgins might be the best receiver in the draft. I don't, I don't know. I don't have my questions. I don't know, man. I, di- I didn't see him step up and just dominate games. Yeah. That's, why, that's why he dropped, but I think he has that talent. He has that talent. Well, if, he, we, if he has it, no knows it because he's never shown it. Well, if you think about if he would have been able to come out after a sophomore year, he would have been a top 10 pick. No, you wouldn't have. His, his junior his junior years will screw him up. He 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 had a, a letdown year compared to the previous year. T. Higgins is one of those guys that I am not buying. I'm not buying the hype on him. Just don't like him at that position. Maybe later in the first round or early second round. Not at this spot. You probably just wanted him for the Niners. No, I actually don't think he fits. He doesn't fits get any. Uh, he doesn't get separation. He's a big receiver. He's a big body receiver, but he just... he's got great. To me, what I love about him is he's got great hands. Yeah, I think he's that's bad. great. Everyone has good hands going into the NFL. Uh, I don't know about that. There are some receivers that quickly get exposed for not having good hands. Yeah, no. it's a lot different. It's a lot different to play the position in the NFL than it is college. Absolutely, and when you can't get separation, good luck. We'll have to wait and see. So that brings us to number 26, Brad. The Dolphins are on the board again. Ooh, Dolphins. Who do we have them taking first? We had them with Tua. Yeah. And then at, at, their, at their second first-round pick, who do, who do we have? Um, Wilfs. Tristan Wilfs, the offensive tackle. Yep. Well, let's double down on offensive linemen. Let's go with Ezra Cleveland, Boise State. There you go. <laughs> Especially because I you mean, know what? let's buy in. Let's buy into Tua and get him another offensive line. You just show that you are all in in this experiment. And hey, if it doesn't work out, he gets injured. You have another high pick. You get another quarterback next year. Guess what? You got offensive linemen in play. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, look at how it's worked out for the Cowboys. One area where they haven't had any issues is offensive line because they've drafted well in that position. Yeah, I mean, having good line play really makes up for a lack of skill and talent on the outside or at the quarterback position. Um, You know, I I think early on it's going to be a struggle for Tua, so keeping a clean pocket, giving him time is going to be key. The only scary thing I see is if Tua scrambles out of the pocket – you know, from fake pressure and hurts himself that way. Um, yeah, Ezra Cleveland, double down on it. Junie, this brings us to the Seahawks. We're not used to seeing them in the first round. The Seahawks, yeah. With the 27th pick, the Seattle Seahawks select Yeter Gross Matos, edge rusher, Penn State. You know, there's a guy that we've been hearing more and more about. They say he's very raw, but that he has a lot of untapped potential. So I think at 27, it's definitely a low-risk, high-reward type of area for a player. Yeah, if, it, if it's the MO of Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks organization, I really also think that if 
if they are going to go line play, D line play, they should also take a look at Marlon Davidson, Auburn. Um, I thought he was sort of overshadowed by Derek Brown. He can line up inside, outside. Um, really good coming off the edge. Um, can really feel fill that pass rush need. But yeah, it's definitely going to be D line. It just depends on who they value at that position. Yep, and they need to uh, replace Clowney because he's not coming back. It doesn't look like he's coming back. So yeah. I think he would uh, fit that need and replace him. All right, so that brings us to number 28. So with the 28th pick in the NFL draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Jeff Gladney, cornerback, TCU. I, I think uh, that's an area of need for them. Um, I mean, they don't have much needs, obviously, with how well good of a season they had, but you can never have too much secondary help. And especially with Jimmy Smith um, being 32 this season. You don't know how much longer he'll be able to hold up at that spot. So I think it's a good selection for the Ravens. Yeah. Um, personally would have picked him up over Diggs up with Minnesota, but if he's, if he's fallen this far, definitely pick him up. Another option, Baltimore, I think, is going to try to address his linebacker. I see Josh Bynes. Um, you know, leaving for Cincinnati. Um, you go Patrick Queen, linebacker as well. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a back end of that defense. All right, Brad, number 29. Ooh, you know, 29, probably leaning corner there. Mm. No, you know what? We're not going corner. Tennessee, we're going wide receiver. We're going Denzel Mims, Baylor. Ooh. Still on the board, right? Yeah, yeah. Still on the board. Still on the board. Yeah. Um, I was really thinking about Tennessee going corner, um, but I don't think there's the value there for them anymore. Um, get them better wide receiver play. You can't be handing it off to Derrick Henry that much this coming season. It's not gonna it's not gonna pay off. I agree. And Mims is one of those guys that said really benefited from the senior bowl. Yeah. Definitely. And that he was he's one of those guys that I see rising. Um I didn't think I had um I didn't think he would be up this high. Interesting. Junie, that brings us to the Packers. Alrighty, guys. This might be a reach, but we'll go with it. The Green Bay Packers with a 30th pick select. Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver, USC. I like it. Size. Exactly. They need size. Yeah, if he can get one-on-one, he has a huge catch radius. Um, Yeah, the, the... the only thing is, is getting to know Aaron Rodgers and, you know, just figuring out the scheme. He wants his wide receivers in a certain position. He comes from good pedigree. Um, take a look at his dad, uh, one of the great Tampa Bay Buccaneers of all time. Take a look at his little brother at Oregon who, who can ball at wide receiver. This dude just is he's from the right stock. Um, yeah, could definitely pan out for him. You'll get a lot of one-on-one coverage. 
I agree. With the 31st pick in the NFL draft, the San Francisco 40-winers select <laughs> Austin Jackson, offensive tackle, USC. Wow. Wow, two USC players off the board, huh? Back-to-back. Back-to-back. You know, I, I can definitely you see that. Best with uh, them needing potential replacements up, up front, maybe not for this season, but maybe next season and beyond. Yeah, let's not forget that Joe Staley was banged up a good portion of this year. We're lucky that they had a you know, lineman step up and play. It's definitely one of those where if you can get linemen, um, and if you really value them, definitely take them at that position. Um, I mean, for me at this position, I was probably going to go corner. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, I, I had still there. I didn't see him, you know, becoming the uh, the next great Diggs in Minnesota. Or Absolutely. even Christian Fulton. Um, but, yeah, if it happens, it happens. I definitely like Austin Jackson. Very raw. Um, he has all the measurables. Yeah, I think what they were saying, you know, he has top 10 potential, but his hands are an issue. Yeah, it, it definitely needs to be worked on. But, yeah, I mean, at 31st, um, you know, it's pretty much the second round at this point. So hey, if, if there's someone. Joe Staley, you know, who better? Yeah, exactly. All right, Brad, the honorable number 32. The Super Bowl champion, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they're a great team. Um, like, love Patrick Mahomes. Just wish they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl, but, you know, that's all in the past. Um, no, with not. the 32nd pick. <laughs> oh, it's in the past. That was in February. <laughs> that's in February. We're in the new season. Um, but they're going to make another strong run at repeating a Super Bowl. Um you know, contenders. Um, I have them picking up offensive line, Cesar Ruiz, Michigan. Um, they don't have very many they don't have very many needs at honestly. Um, you could see them going um wide receiver, but they the seem to be able they, they they seem to be able to plug anyone they want at wide receiver if they're fast enough and they're just wide open. Um yeah, to me it's I, I think they go Cesar Ruiz. Um, yeah. I Best think you also, have, you also have to watch out for DeAndre Swift at this, this spot. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it, my, my main reasoning was, uh, you know, Austin Rudder, final, final year in his deal in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. I don't really know what's going to happen there. Um, you really need to get that center quarterback relationship down. Cesar Ruiz. Yeah, I see, I see them taking a running back because I, I don't think Damian Williams is the answer there, honestly. He's very inconsistent. And um, yeah. Shady, Shady's getting older, too. So If, if he would have performed the whole season how he did the last the two yeah. weeks and the postseason, I mean, Damian Williams would have probably been the lead rusher in the NFL. But, I mean, he was like, you know, he was nowhere to be found for 12 weeks. And then, you know, he – Finally, towards the end of the season, again, he showed us flashes of what he was last season at the end. So I, I think there's definitely a lot of inconsistency of running back. Um, so I definitely think they're going to look at Dobbins and, and DeAndre Swift. Yeah, to, to me, really, if, if Kansas City wants to go running back, I, I personally think they can do it in free agency or much later in the draft. 
I see you getting, you know, a center for the future, um, just securing that position for, for next year. They don't have very many needs to fill at all. If they trade it down, that wouldn't surprise me either. But I personally think they should go offensive line. Um, you know, in running back, um, I think Andy Reid has changed his philosophy. Uh, I think he is exclusively, especially with Eric Bieniemy, exclusively a passing team. And the, the most important relationship in that offense is the center quarterback dynamic. That's true. And that would bring us to the end of the first round. Yeah. So now that we came to the end of the mock draft, who um, who really stands out to you guys that you guys think is like um, rising in the first round based on like what we projected earlier in the month to now? I mean, two of the players that from SC that went, you know, uh, 30th and 31st, I don't see them going that high. Um, I see them going, you know, second round, high second round. Um, but yeah, they're one of those players that I see rising. Um, I also see a lot of the quarterbacks rising just because of how, you know, uncertain it is for some teams. There, there, are, there are quarterbacks that are falling in value in Tua, but teams that also really want a quarterback and are willing to take that risk. Yeah, that's true. To me, um, Isaiah Simmons and C.J. Henderson really stood out as rising in this first round. Yeah, see, see, I definitely see C.J. Henderson rising. I think on on some teams' boards, I think people are they see him higher than uh, Jeffrey Okuda. So I think uh, potentially a team could trade up to get him, or he could be taken, you know, within the first ten picks. Yeah, and in terms of sliding, I definitely see um, Jordan Love being the guy that's sliding the most in the first round. I mean, for a, for a hot second there, he was talked about in the top 10. And now, you know, um, some mock drafts don't have him going in the top 20. Yeah, I mean, in the first round, slides are always going to happen. You have guys that are going to slide, you know, five or 15 uh, positions. We just don't really know just because of, you know, what teams trade in and who teams really value. Um, yeah. To, to, I mean, it's tough to see, you know, t players that are sliding. But, yeah, Justin Herbert. Do you guys see anybody trading up? Um, trading up, yeah. I personally think that you're going to know early on if, uh, if there's sincere interest in Tua Tagovailoa. Um, Los Angeles Chargers might be trading up which I, really puts a I kink think, in Miami's game plan if it happens. They're definitely the team to watch. I think the Chargers could really um, – because especially if they wait to four, they let the Lions pick at three, and they move with the Giants. I think the Giants wouldn't be losing anything because I definitely think Chargers and the, and the, and the Dolphins are going to select quarterbacks in the first yeah, round. Yeah, that, that but, right there is where it gets really interesting. If Detroit – if – Miami sitting at five knows that Los Angeles has moved up to four. Miami is going to do everything they possibly can to move up to three if they really want Tua. 
I don't think they really want him as bad as they did in in the beginning of the uh, the draft process. I feel like they're they're very hesitant on his his injury past, and and I think that's why they're going to go with a, a guy like Justin Herbert, who's um, pretty healthy and and he's more of a sure thing when it comes to health. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can definitely see it happening. But it also seems like they're trying to create the smokescreen. I think they're trying to dissuade the Chargers from wanting to move up because they want to have that choice between Tua and Herbert. They want to have that power. And I think that they they want to create the smokescreen so that Chargers believe, like, okay, they're done with Tua, so we're good. We're good standing pat at six. I mean, one one riser I forgot to mention was uh, Zach Bond, um, Wisconsin. I, I think he only really rises because of New England. I have him slated as the second round pick, but him being available at New England and checking so many boxes, he's a New England player through and through. And we know, and we know that Wisconsin creates good linebackers. Yeah. No, we don't actually. The Watt brothers. <laughs> well, you can say that about JJ. His brother still has a lot to prove. Promising. DJ? DJ is good. He's promising. But DJ he, might be better than JJ. Mm, I don't know. Kind of how, um, you know, same thing happened with, um, with uh, Joey and Nick. Joey and Nick, yeah. Bosa, you know. Nick seems to be the better of the two. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. I, I think it just comes down to, you know, organization-wise and who you get. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting draft. Um, we're definitely all going to be tuned in. Um, there, are, there, are there any things you think we should look out for? Um, I think you have to look out for when the the minute the Lions get on the board. I wouldn't be surprised if they announce a trade. Nope. I think, I think at three, at four with the Giants, and I definitely think the Panthers, the Cardinals, and the Jaguars are all teams to watch as well to move down. I think you got to watch out for Vegas too. I mean, they got two picks in the first round, and if John Gruden wants, let's say Tua or Justin yeah. Herbert, I mean. I could see them easily trading up to with Detroit. I mean, but especially if you know if the Chargers or or may, or yeah, Detroit. You know, they go like, you know what? We'll give you we, twelve and nineteen. Yeah, Boom. and to Detroit, that would be you know, oh hey, you know, we can go get a Kenneth Murray, and we can get us um, um, a Trayvon Diggs or or AJ Terrell, someone else. You know, like they would be able to fill two needs as opposed to one. Yeah, yeah. to me, going into this draft, the one thing that I am really going to pay attention to, because of the new format, the technical difficulty that teams are going to run into, especially later, especially later on in draft when you don't have, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you're going to have to really nail it down. going to be some good um, uh, content. Yeah, I, I think what's going to happen is – in, in the first round, I think you're going to not see teams drafting, you know, until the last minute. I think you're going to see teams drafting really early 
And that's why I think there may not be that many trades. Um, if there are trades, they'll probably already have them lined up. And they're just waiting in the bushes. Yeah, but like the Detroit Lions, they said that they have an, their IT team that's going to be parked in an RV outside of the GM's house. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if one of if a team in the first round missed the pick, because and of the next and the next team got got to go ahead. That would not surprise me. It's gonna be interesting to see how it works out. I guarantee you, there's going to be um, some prop bets with a uh, IT like failure and you know oh, yeah. disconnection and. It's going to be interesting Over, to see what they – Yeah, and, and I don't know. Listen, GMs are good with football. I don't – like, Junie sent me a picture of a, of a, of Lynch with his multi-monitor setup and three phones. I don't know if he can handle that much. Uh-huh. It's one thing to, to, read def- to read offenses. It's another thing to have, you know, all these screens and all this information going on at you. You're really going to want a war room with you to help analyze the, this thing. I wouldn't be surprised if there are also a couple of mispicks. Well, biggest question too is, will John Gruden sleep between now and the draft? Um, my guess is in the current situation, he's already gone. Every GM has gone through so many mock drafts. I mean, you already heard that. Um, I don't know if you – I've read it somewhere, but all 32 GMs got on a conference call and they experienced technical difficulties. <laughs> I'm That's sure right. they're very excited about this. Yes, the, the 32 of the richest men on in America had technical difficulties. It's going to absolutely. You know, they couldn't put all 32 GMs in the NFL headquarters on a different floor. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm with much cameras the, with like, like real yeah, cameras. You, you know, they're all rich enough, pay for the COVID-19 test, right? Yeah. Socially isolate them for 14 days, right? Put them up there. And, and, and I would love to see Jerry Jones come up to the podium and make that pick. Yeah, for him, for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I would especially, absolutely love it. Especially because I would love to see him throw out the card that was given to him by Stephen Jones. And he goes like, ah, you know what? I'm a wing it. Yeah, I, I, I do see – it's, it's going to be the one and only draft of its time. I, I just see weird things happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're all excited. Can't wait. Hope you guys all tune in. We're definitely going to, you know, review the, the draft after it happens and see how right or how wrong we were. Yeah, we're going to crown a Super Bowl champion after the draft because that's, uh, that's how the sports world does it. Absolutely. Yeah, early running Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, odds on favor, <laughs> baby. Well, hey, they got the twenty four seven champions. Uh... Exactly, and you know he can be pinned by the defender that tackles him. <laughs> there's gonna be a WWE referee following him around at all times. <laughs> we shall see. But all righty, guys, you know that that's the end of our show tonight. I hope you guys enjoy it, and we we'll definitely check back in with us for our post draft show. Um, reviewing all 32 picks and seeing where we missed and where we hit. Yeah, so, I think also handing out some grades when yeah, there's losers. For sure. Yeah, for sure. All righty, you guys. Um, have a great night. Stay safe. Stay in. Um, don't go out unless you really need to. And, and wear forget- your face mask. Wash your hands. 
Yeah. All right, everybody. It's the fifth down. Later. Later.